for businesses that don't have a ton of organic reach, organic traffic, or uh, like a significant loyal customer base, when you put all your eggs in one basket to like throw out a big offer on a Black Friday and you're doing a really short sale, you run the risk of something happening, whether you're one of your, you know, your ads or even a lot of your copy gets denied or, you know, there are some things that if you run a longer period, it hedges your bets. And some of those things give you a little bit more opportunity. You're listening to the Stuff Marketers Say podcast. Be sure to download now. The price increases to $9.97 starting tomorrow from start to scale and beyond. All right. So here we are. First episodes of Stuff Marketers Say here in 2021. How do you all feel about it? I'm excited. Made Made it through 2020. That's right. Made it through 2020. And in our first episode or one of our first episodes back here, we're going to chat a little bit about 2020 because we wanted to do a follow-up episode on our Black Friday episode and chat a little bit about what we saw from Black Friday in 2020. I think that's important because really we start, I mean, anything that we learn from that promotional period, I think is relevant going forward, especially for our clients even for upcoming promotional periods. But certainly as we plan for Black Friday 2021, which would be maybe a little extreme to do here in January, but starting to put together sort of that, the ideas that we might have for our next Black Friday sale, you can never do that too soon. And again, I think one of the things that as an agency will you know, continue to push is, hey, that kind of stuff needs to be done by September. Like we need the details of Black Friday promotions by September. And I think that what we saw even from our clients who, like, would you all agree that what we saw from our clients who are a little bit more organized going into Black Friday, they typically got maybe a little bit better results? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think that that comes from a couple different things. One being, you know, when you mentioned like it may be a little extensive to, or a little extreme to start planning now, but these people that are planning for this, they do start planning, at least put it on their calendar. Oh, this is the kind of campaign that we're doing. They're putting aside time in August to like start thinking through that stuff. And so it's not so much going into the details of it, but definitely starting to plan that out and making sure that it doesn't end up being something last minute. You know, from an agency perspective, like we start asking our clients, we start giving them deadlines for when we need that in August, usually for, you know, deadlines for when we need, you know, any sort of assets or offer details for, I think it was October, mid-October last year, but all things that we have to keep in mind as you're planning that stuff. So even if you're not getting into the details right now, the planning, the putting time aside during the end of the year to make sure it doesn't sneak up on you definitely played a huge role. And I think our client just being successful not just on the result side of things, but also in like not having it be this last minute scramble where they like are putting together stuff that like isn't what they really wanted to do, but just something so they could have something ready for Black Friday. Sure, sure. Well, you know, I think the point is the earlier you're thinking about that, the better. And certainly doing some reflecting on past promotional periods. Real quick, we can't just move on from 2020 like that, though. I feel like we need to chat what highlight for you all? We're not everybody. I think if I asked, you know, for what was the worst part about 2020, everybody's responses are going to kind of be along the same line. So let's focus on the positive for each of you. We'll start with you, Ryan. One of your favorite parts of 2020 when it comes to till, it can be a favorite tool that we started using. It can be a sort of a favorite thing that happened. What do you got? Yeah, it's a more general answer, I guess, but I think it's the fact that our team kept growing in 2020. I remember sitting there in March, you know, we had a much smaller team at that point in time. And I think all of us were sort of thinking, is this thing going to continue just in general? Like, you know, 
what is life going to look like five months down the road? What is business going to look like five months down the road? And, you know, here we are crazy to think almost a year since then, nine months since then, but things have continued to grow. Our team's grown. We've seen growth in our clients. COVID wasn't the end of things as I think the fearful thoughts could have crept in at times, but yeah. So I think the growth and the success that we've seen in spite of all the challenges would be my favorite thing. Very general. Yeah. So I stole everything with that answer. I'm sorry. No, I agree. Yeah, you did really steal probably a piece of everybody's there. I would say I agree though. The team growing has been great, especially just in the last few months, having added a few talented designers to, and actually just talented members because we uh, we hired a copywriter as well or another copywriter as well. So excited about that. But Jesse, what about you? I think if I had to pick like a moment, probably have to be when we had got together for our retreat in March, I think. Not the whole team. Was able to make it? No, January, maybe? January, definitely January. January. It wasn't March. March when it <laughs> happened. Yeah, yeah, good point. But it just getting to like see the team, it like became like real. We got to really talk through like some things there. And even though it was, you know, just uh, when our team was maybe a quarter of the size it is now, being able to just like talk with them and like get to see them face to face when it's not something that we get to do really ever since we are all so remote. I mean, all over the country, so... That was probably a, a pretty sweet like moment where it's like, hey, like this is real, like this is happening. And also, you know, just a great time to be able to get together with the people that we work with on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm not going to reiterate what you guys said because I agree with those things. I would say I'm excited about some of the systems that we've built in. You know, I think the latest one that comes to mind is Sketch Teams. You know, Sketch is what we use. For those of you who are listening, we use Sketch for our creative team uses Sketch to come up with ads. But Sketch Teams allows us to share primary files much more easily than uploading them to Google Drive, than downloading them, re-uploading them. And if you're a designer out there listening, you know how tedious that can be to iterate on stuff as a team. But I just think, especially comparing this to other businesses started in the past, I think we have some really great systems. So excited about that. Excited about that heading into 2021. Except and for Slack breaks. Except, like yeah, you were right. First Monday of 2021, right? And Slack has broke. So, but there's lots to be excited about in 2021. A couple episodes that we're going to record in the future. Clubhouse, new social media app. Really excited to just dive into that, chat about, you know, whether that's going to be something that's around in a year or yet another social media app that has come and gone. We're going to jump on Clubhouse, test that out. So lots of exciting things, I think, to come for 2021. Let's dive into our Black Friday review, though. So first thing I want to talk about, a lot of people had the question before Black Friday of timeframe. Based on what we saw, what kind of timeframes worked better? Longer timeframes or shorter timeframes? I think we saw different things for different clients, but to go across the board, I think I'd say longer timeframes performed better. And this year in particular with, you know, the limited in-person shopping and unless of a traditional Black Friday, we saw those timeframes being pushed out pretty long, several weeks in advance at some point for some clients. And in general, that worked really well. I think you just, those typical sales curves where you have the big jump in the middle, yet lulls out a little bit and then jumps again at the end. You still see those typical curves. It's just spaced out over a longer time frame. But yeah, it worked. I know there was definitely some concern over doing some of these longer winded sales, but I don't believe any of them were flops. All of them performed pretty well. And I would say that they more than not exceeded expectations and probably in some cases exceeded what was done in 2019, just because it had longer to run. 
Would you say that part of the reasons that those maybe longer sales worked well was because you know the Facebook Pixel, whatever platform we were running on, had a little bit more time to kind of figure out what was going on? And then on the flip side, we had a little bit more time, I guess, to figure out what was going on as well and could scale or adjust appropriately. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think all of those are factors. Giving the Pixel more time to learn and to adapt and to optimize is never a bad thing. So certainly having that longer runway with your ads is helpful in that regard. It gives us some time to test and maybe turn some things off, try some new things. Whereas if you're just running a sale over Black Friday weekend, then you're pretty much stuck with the creative and the copy that was put out there on Black Friday and running through Cyber Monday. You're not going to do a whole lot of tweaks because it really isn't even it's not learning that much unless you're spending really crazy budgets over that time. So yeah, and, to answer your- And your approval or your review process isn't probably going to be very fast on a holiday weekend. Exactly. That too. Yeah. Totally. Absolutely. Jesse, anything to add to that or should we go on to our next point? I think that one thing to point out there as well is for businesses that don't have a ton of organic reach, organic traffic, or uh, like a significant loyal customer base, when you put all your eggs in one basket to like throw out a big offer on a Black Friday and you're doing a really short sale, you run the risk of something happening, whether you're one of your, you know, mm. your ads or even a lot of your copy gets denied or, you know, there are some things that if you run a longer period, it hedges your bets. And some of those things give you a little bit more opportunity. You know, it could be that just so happens to be that your audience is, decides to like, you know, maybe you're in a certain area that it's like a big snowstorm and everybody's like out, you know, enjoying the snow or playing in the snow. You know what I mean? There's like a, there's, you'd put it all in on one day, especially when you don't have that recurring thing where they know you're having a sale or anything like that. You know, it just, your risk gets higher for a potential flop if it is a shorter sale. For people that have, you know, consistent sales year over year, they have data to back up that they know their customers are coming for a Black Friday sale. I think that a shorter sale can still totally work. It just, you know, but those are, you know, for the bigger, more established businesses, whereas people that are maybe newer or just not quite as established, that could be a, a potential factor as well to think through whether you're going to do something longer or shorter. Yeah, absolutely. And this might be a good question to segue us to sort of our next point, talking about the offers that did well. And I know, Jesse, in particular, you have some thoughts on this. But something that I saw, this is, I think we had at least one client do this or something similar. So maybe you all could speak to that. But there's an SEO product that I bought. I've bought it in the past, but it, you know, re-up my subscription with them. And the way they do it is it's a sale over a number of days. But the percentage you get off decreases the longer you wait to make your decision. So there's a lot of pressure to make that decision in the short term. But you know, I guess the nice thing about doing something like that, especially if you were to spread that over out over a couple of weeks, you could have this sale continually running. But since these offers changing, you have sort of these mini offers along the way. So there's still urgency for people you know, to buy, right? So the countdown timer is not going from, you know, necessarily the start of your offer to the very end of your offer, but it's counting down to each different segment of your offer. If that makes sense, if you can kind of picture that, you know, week one, it's 30% off and it, you know, counts down seven days or whatever, then week two is 25% off and so on and so forth. Did we have any clients do anything like that? Uh, we had a couple clients that did that from the email side of things, I believe. Mm -hmm. I think that for the ads, we kind of went with the approach to give the learning time since the budgets weren't huge for some of those clients, I believe. And don't quote me on any of this. I'm just going off of uh, off of memory here. Yeah, but, I put you on the spot with that one. <laughs> that's something where we went a little bit more of the approach, like up to 40% off, like 
and then you can run those ads for the duration of the sale. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Makes total sense. And I think that we did, we did like in the copy, maybe talk about like discount, you know, goes away tomorrow because it kind of does. So it was a little bit of like, Hey, figuring out how we can get this while still having like offer integrity through the process. But yeah, it's definitely something that we've seen work, especially on the organic side. On the ad side, it does get a little bit more tricky. I think that we have done stuff like that off of Black Friday as well. But in your example, Davey, if it's like a full week, that's I mean, like you have plenty of time then to run ads for 40% off for a week, then the next sure. week. So I think that that's like ideal situation for a lot of people. Yeah. It is nice though to be able to run the same ad with that built up, hopefully social proof and mm-hmm. learning throughout the duration of the entire campaign. But as far as offers go in general, what thoughts do we have based on what we saw from Black Friday around what kind of offers work and what kind of offers maybe not quite as effective? Yeah, I think when it comes to Black Friday, it's a go big or go home. I mean, with the level of, you know, with Black Friday becoming like, you know, all the way in, I think I saw the first Black Friday offer in September this year. Mm-hmm. It was like, get access to our early Black Friday sale. And I was like, wait, what? But I think that with all of that, like there's just the sensationalism that goes along with Black Friday and it's, you know, what people expect. And so I think that there's a couple qualifiers that like, you know, it's not necessarily, oh, you have to offer 40%. You have to go big for your business. So if you never offer any discounts, then a 10% discount could be a huge thing. Like I've bought products that something that I know never goes on sale and then they offered a 10% discount. And I immediately went and purchased because I'm like, what the heck? Maybe that's a mistake. They never do this. So like that was going big for that specific company. It doesn't always have to be in the percentage off either. It could be bundles. It could be getting like extra stuff. There's a ton of like things like that. That just you want to be giving people a big reason to pull that trigger, creating that urgency for, you know, everyone has their credit card out in their hands, walking around, just ready to buy whatever they think is going to be the best deal for them. Like, you know, it's like you have this like mental image of people just walking around, like ready to swipe their credit card. And that's basically what the mentality people are in compared to the rest of the year. And so any reason that we can give them when they're in that mentality, like let's give them the biggest reason we possibly can that makes sense that isn't, you know, obviously going to make you your business lose money on those deals. But I think that for like digital products, those, you know, going big makes it really easy because the sales are going to by far usually make up for any sort of, you know, negative impact for discounting your product, especially when it's not like anyone's going to think less of a business for running a discount on Black Friday. Sure, sure. As opposed to the rest of the year. Yeah. And Ryan, did you see anything similar on your side? Yeah, I think a couple of thoughts on those. I think the simpler that the offer can be, the better. I think some of these, you know, bundles and upsells and things like that are great once you get them beyond the ad and once they're on your site and they're warm traffic at that point. But a simple offer on that front end with the ad, we see that work really, really well compared to trying to do BOGOs and you know, buy one, get five free plus 20% off. You know, people are just like, what? I don't understand the offer. I'm clicking away. <laughs> uh, so anyways, that, and then Jesse touched on it, but the, as far as like the buyer intent that we see in the purchase intent, you know, looking back at our stats, Q4 in general, and then Black Friday in particular, we saw an increase in purchase intent of almost 360%. So, which is just, that's crazy mind boggling to me that, you know, it's that big of an increase for one day, but it just shows that people are expecting these big sales. And when they see them, they are, they're ready to pull the trigger. So yeah, know your audience, 
you know what sales you've offered in the past, your audience does too, and be prepared to give them the best sale of the year and they're going to be ready to buy. I saw a survey that went out that basically said that survey to like a college students, I think it was. And so like, what is the thing that you save for the most during the year? And Black Friday was at the top of the list. <laughs> so people are ready. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, it's one of those things that I think, you know, I think we had one client, for instance, that was considering maybe just doing a pre-Black Friday sale. Like, hey, I'm going to sort of get the sale out of the way pre-Black Friday. I think we talked them out of that in part because it's like everybody's expecting to spend on Black Friday. Like everybody's waiting for this season in general, you know, and I think you're really, you know, decreasing the impact that a sale could have by doing something way earlier. I know me personally, anytime I see pre-Black Friday sales, I think to myself, but is this the best offer that I'm going to get, you know? So I think, yes, there's a lot of noise during the Black Friday time period. But as you all are saying, like people are on the lookout for that, you know, like, yeah, I know for me personally, I uh, saw maybe a higher unsubscribe rate with each email that I sent out. But at the same time, people were still purchasing, you know? So it's just one of those things where I think that, you know, those sort of thoughts around, oh, well, I'm just going to sneak in here early or, you know, whatever, or I don't want to send too many emails, like got to get over that real quick, you know? Awesome. So moving on to our next point here, I think one of the things that we notice as well is that the most successful Black Friday Cyber Monday campaigns are run on multiple fronts. So it's not just an ad campaign push, but there's a lot of different pieces of the puzzle here. I think one of those pieces, one of the largest pieces of the puzzle and you know love to hear you guys thoughts on this is email even priming your audience maybe a little bit for the sale that's going to come i know i saw this across the board from some of my favorite companies and was able to sort of make a mental note that yes this is a sale that i'm definitely going to want to take advantage of and i think we saw something similar for our clients who have really robust lead nurturing email campaigns built out, maybe having amplified results. So what do we see? I'll let Ryan get into the numbers of what we saw. But I think that to your point, Davey, when you're priming people for the list, you don't necessarily have to give them all the details of those lists. But I know for me, when I you know see something saying, oh, like, don't forget, like Black Friday is coming up soon. We're going to have some really good stuff for you. If it's a company that I like frequent or that I like buy stuff or I want to buy stuff from them, now I'm like curious and I make a mental note to make sure that I go check out the store. So I'm, when I see that ad on Black Friday, I'm 100% going to click on it. And then at that point, that offer is going to bring me in and hopefully uh, get me to make that sale. And so that's something that, you know, when it comes to that buyer intent, you know, that 360% increase on the day, which is insane, we only get to see the results on that if I'm clicking on those ads. So the more that we can do to kind of create that curiosity, to create that like, mental note of, oh, yes, I'm going to go, I want to go buy this product, really see what that offer is. Because sometimes I'll go, and oh, 5% isn't enough to actually get me to purchase right now. It's not worth it. Whereas, oh man, 20%, I'm in, I'm going to buy it right now, but I'm for sure going to go check it out if I'm primed correctly or efficiently. Sure. Anything to add to that, Ryan? Kind of on the flip side of it, I think you have to be careful with it too, that you don't shoot yourself in the foot by announcing your Black Friday sale too far in advance to where then sure. someone's coming to your site or reading an email and saying, well, I was planning to buy today, but I'm not going to buy now. I'm going to wait until Black Friday. So it's, it's, a, a, good it's a balancing act there. And I think there's ways that it can still be done well, like you've obviously seen and done, but just something to keep in mind too, while you're plotting and preparing for 2021. Yeah, absolutely. I think especially for companies that have a subscription, you know, and higher levels of their subscription or 
You know, I'm thinking about one of the products that I bought over Black Friday, and I was a part of a lower level subscription that I would have probably renewed on my own, right? But they were able to increase my customer value, right, by offering this better deal that I wouldn't, you know, that I was primed to buy for because they were emailing about it, if that makes sense. So, you know, I might have only gotten that email and probably did because I was already a current, you know, subscriber over there. So, you know, maybe something to keep in mind as well in terms of how you segment your list and who you're putting, you know, sort of those priming offers in front of. Yeah. So good point there. Appreciate that. So one thing that we mentioned as well was not to forget to plan for after Black Friday, Cyber Monday. You know, why should people be thinking about just post Black Friday, Cyber Monday? Yeah, I think we put that comment in there because as an agency, at least, especially, we had such a big focus on being prepared with creative and copy and having ads scheduled and running well in advance of Black Friday. I mean, I think we had some Black Friday campaigns ready in September. Like we just, we knocked it out of the park. It was great. But then we got through with Black Friday and I think we were all guilty of this, but there was sort of this sense of like, ah, Black Friday is done. And it's like, oh wait, it's still Q4. There's still Christmas coming. There's still sales (laughs) to be run. So I think it was just a mental check for us, especially next year that you, know, you still need to have things in the mix and preparing to run new things once your Black Friday sale ends. You know, Hopefully the ads that we're running before Black Friday can just pick up and keep going where they were, but it's still a, the entirety of Q4, especially after Black Friday, is still a highly competitive time to be in the digital marketing space. So having a plan for what you're going to do after Black Friday, is just, it's as important as what you're going to do for Black Friday. Yeah, absolutely. Anything to add to that, Jesse? I don't think so. All right. Awesome. Well, that's pretty much the wrap for Black Friday. And I'm excited, I think, going into 2021. I mean, just in general, to see what 2021 has to bring, right? After a year like 2020. So diving into 2021, and we will be sure to be back with another episode in preparation for Black Friday. I think our last Black Friday episode aired like one weekend before Black Friday. So not enough time. Like if you were listening to that, not enough time to listen and prepare. But the podcast had just launched in our defense. So we will be prepared with Black Friday 2021 between that episode, this episode, and what we have to come next. But that's it. Thank you all for joining us. And again, if you have any questions, feel free to leave those questions on the show notes over at Stuff Marketers Day. You can find that at till.agency. And if you're looking for somebody to run digital ads for your business, be sure to book a free discovery call at till.agency. You can go online, you complete a quick questionnaire, and then schedule your call right there. Thanks.